The Paceline is a production of the Cycling Independent, a reader and listener-supported cycling-focused website where every bike is a good bike. And if you ride bikes, you're one of us. From the Cycling Independent, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, John Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. Um, I got a little something to share just because I'm excited about sharing these things as I run across them. Um, due to the oversupply in the market, Evil Bikes is now running 20% off on everything. And and that means what for you? Uh, not not a thing for me. Nothing. nothing oh, at I all. see. You're just passing this great information along to uh, listeners far and wide. Yeah, I like them. I like their bikes. You know, I had one for a year. Um, I yeah, I think they do good work. Um, and uh, they like so many others. Um, ordered pretty heavily during the pandemic, apparently. Mm. I mean, I remember right. when they were like completely sold out, like nothing at all. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. There was definitely a whole part of the pandemic, uh, which felt very much like the Monty Python cheese shop sketch. <laughs> How about cheddar? <laughs> uh, no, I'm afraid. Anyway, yes. uh, you younger listeners should just check that out on YouTube. Yes, we'll spare you. Yeah. Well, what are you doing this week? So this week on the site, I posted a video from Lee McCormick, who runs Lee Likes Bikes and does the Keeper of the Shred videos for Pro's Closet. Mm -hmm. This video addressed the the hinge, uh, which is the most basic and important skill for trail riding. Huh. Now... As a rule, our video posts get less traffic than our text or audio posts. I assume a lot of folks aren't coming to us for video content and or they're not a position to just fire up a video wherever it is they're consuming the cycling independent, which is likely at work. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm not bothered by the lower traffic numbers on those because they're just, you know, they're just a bit of variety. It's just generally we're sharing things that come across our radar that we think are neat or interesting or maybe important, but mm -hmm. one person's important is another person's whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so this video, uh, it feels really important to me for bike reasons and for life reasons. So I wanted to circle back on it here on the podcast and even expand on what I said in the post. Mm-hmm. First of all, what is the hinge? A lot of mountain bikers, especially if you've ever taken a basic skills course, will know it as pounce position. Mm. It's your out of the saddle action ready position. Uh -huh. And it's essentially how you use your body as a suspension system. Uh huh. OK, I, I like calling it the hinge because there's action implicit uh -huh. in hinging, whereas pounce position could be a static thing. Okay. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Regardless, I, I don't want to re- repeat too much of what he says in the video or what I said in the post, but I recommend checking it out no matter what sort of bike you ride. Uh, it's aimed at mountain biking, but I think uh, it's sort of one of the foundational aspects of riding a bike, even road bikes. Mm-hmm. So so why do I think it's so crucial? Well, in addition to pro- improving your bike riding, the hinge turns out to be critical to basic human mobility. Um. In Western culture, we sit a lot. Uh, okay. And when we exercise, mm-hmm. we tend to focus on duration, speed, or difficulty ahead of form. Mm-hmm. For those reasons, we end up with back and hip issues. Hmm. One way out of that paradigm is to learn to hinge properly. Now, as an aside here, I run like a, a sort of a boot camp fitness group. Uh, here in my neighborhood and we regularly incorporate squats weighted or not Mm -hmm. into our routines and it's very interesting watching people do what they think is a squat Uh uh-huh a lot of it involves bending over from the waist but not (laughs) the comment the the uh complementary lowering of the buttocks Mm -hmm. um So, uh, yes, it's a bike thing, but it's also key to success in skiing, rowing, Mm -hmm. more about that in a second, any sport that involves jumping. It's part of picking things up off the floor. It's part of getting down on the ground and getting back up again. Mm -hmm. So hinging properly will make you a better bike rider. It'll make you better at most sports. It'll keep you from injuring yourself on the bike. It'll keep you from injuring yourself putting your socks on. A friend of mine... Uh, hurt their back putting their socks on the other day. Oh, oh, the ignominy. Yes, yes. Uh, there's a Jeff Foxworthy, you might be old if joke <laughs> that ends with you hurt your back putting your socks on. So um, I, I mentioned rowing a second ago. Last Sunday, my friend Kimberly, who is a very high level master's rower, invited me to go rowing down on the Charles River. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not familiar with the Charles, it's the river that bisects Boston and Cambridge. It's where the rowing crews from Harvard, MIT, BU, BC, all the big schools, Northeastern, where my kid goes, uh, they, it's where they practice and compete. And the sight of boats on the Charles is absolutely one of the iconic images of this part of the world. Mm-hmm. So when she invited me, I was very excited because she has great expertise in this area. Uh, but also after living here more than 30 years, I was finally getting a chance to, to do it. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, so before we get in the boat, and of course that's a whole project in process, Kimberly takes me, uh, up to a rowing machine in the boathouse to explain the movement, because while it appears very simple, it is not right. Uh, And so the first thing that she says when I get on this rower, uh, uh, also known as an erg, is she says it starts with a deadlift and finishes with a movement like a kettlebell swing. And that is the hinge. Uh. Rowing is basically hinging and unhinging. And that's when my brain sort of exploded and realized how many of the things I do involve that movement. And I really began scrutinizing my form, which will be key, I think, in keeping myself able to ride at a high level 
for as long as possible. And that's why I'm bringing it up on the podcast. And I would love for people to go watch the video, whether on YouTube. I don't care if you do it through our site. It would be great if you did whatever. But, you know, for your own good, just find this, watch it, understand Mm -hmm. what's going on and think about it when you're on the bike. Patrick, how's your back? Um, it's, it's all right. Uh, I was a little touch and go, um, for a day or two, um, a couple weeks ago when you were having back trouble and I mm-hmm. thought, could this be contagious? Can I catch this through a podcast? Um, well, Steve, Steve regularly accuses me of giving him my injuries. Oh, that, um, oof, ow. I may uh, have the power of empathic, uh, injury, injury. distribution. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my back's good. Um, but I am aware that I am currently a rather limited, uh, specimen of an athlete in that I really haven't been doing anything outside of cycling lately, except for Mm -hmm. some occasional hiking. Um, I, I need to figure out a way to work more stuff in. Um, yeah, but I mean, currently, uh, all of the rearrangement in my life is being performed with a shoehorn. Yes. So, I mean, I say these things and I want to do these things, but the closet's already full, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I, I mean, I, I am fortunate. So I do this fitness group thing twice a week and I have to set my alarm at five forty-five to do it. And on some level, I really hate that. And every time the alarm goes off, I curse the people who I know are going to show up and expect me to be there. And yet, for the better part of a decade, I've been doing this uh, stuff. And I can't even imagine where I would be left my own devices, just riding bikes. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love... I. <laughs> I really love to ride bikes. I really love to do the things that I love to do. And I don't really love to do or make time for the things that I don't love to do. And fitness, just basic fitness work is certainly one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> mm-hmm. It's a, it's a real frustration. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you know, and I just, uh, for me, I, the, the problem that I recognized is that, um, when it's something that I really enjoy doing, I'll go out and do it on my own. Right. Yeah. Yep. And if it's not quite as much fun, then I need a support system. I, I need a play friend. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, it would be really nice if, if there was somebody like texting me saying, you know, see you at whatever Equinox or crunch or one of those places you know and right right um but yeah i i don't have that (laughs) yes yeah no i understand it's hard it's almost like you need to back yourself into a corner where you you have no uh no recourse except to do it i i've also taken to doing mobility and stretching work uh in front of the television which Mm -hmm. i know is a popular a popular thing and i can during an hour long show, I can, I can get quite a lot done that isn't like straining me or making me sweat, but is, you know, Mm -hmm. helping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 
what I will uh, confess to, admit yes. to, um, claim, is that every time I am presented with something that will give me some additional strength building activity, um, I I go for it, hammer and tooth and nail, um, and try to make the most of it as a as a way to remind my muscles that they get used. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, um, we, we, we would all, I mean, it goes without saying we'd all benefit from it. Um, I will credit my wife with her persistent encouragement in this regard. Mm -hmm. These are not things that I do on my own, but, um, I have done quite a lot with her guidance, encouragement, etc. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, cause she's done a lot of class teaching and other stuff, right? Yeah. She, you know, in addition to having a pretty high powered career, she is group fitness certified and she's done, she's taught, I don't know how many hundreds of boot camp classes and spin classes and all, all manner of stuff. Uh, and she's, I am now in the position of running the group, but, uh, she is a constant sounding board for, making sure our form is is better than it it should you know mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. by default and um yeah she's a prime mover that's cool uh i i would certainly welcome that sort of in influence in my life uh jennifer take a note <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean uh, to the degree that i've done more uh hiking lately um we can point the finger or credit her or whatever. Yeah. It's always credit. It's always credit. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a break and be back in just a moment. The Pace Line is brought to you by the Cycling Independent. We are the only online cycling publication that's entirely reader supported with absolutely no advertiser, sponsor, or investor commitments influencing our editorial. We don't have a sales team or middle management. It's just the three founders and a collection of talented and committed contributors who independently produce our content. To maintain our commitment to honest, reader-focused editorial with the best writers in the business, we need your help. Every dollar that comes in goes directly toward creating the content you see. A subscription is cheap, easy, and it goes a heck of a long way. Just go to cyclingindependent.com, click on support TCI, and choose your level. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. What do you got for us this week? Well, uh, I've been in an interesting sort of philo philosophical place uh, with my riding lately. Oh, okay. Thinking about my motivations and my lessons and uh, actually uh, on on the Book of Faces yesterday, I uh, asked everybody to chime in with uh, what sorts of lessons they learned from cycling. And there were some comical ones and there were some really deeply insightful ones. That'll be my poll next week. But before we get there, rather than try to do both what I've been thinking about and what everybody else has been thinking about. I figured I would uh, take a swipe at a, at a piece that just went live earlier today on TCI um, in terms of my reframing of cycling as the perfect sport. I, 
it was one of those things where I was thinking about it. It's like, you know, son of a gun, every, every different phase of my life since becoming a cyclist, it has fed me in some way. Um, Mm. Now I've been a cyclist most of my life. You know, my life has had little permanence, um, but cycling has been as close to permanent as anything short of my parents. Um, But here's the interesting thing. Cycling didn't care whether I rode or not. My bike never cared if I rode it. Um, You know, and so long as I wasn't blowing off a responsibility, no one cared if I rode my bike. And in that, it was guilt-free fun. While there have been times in my life when I used a bike for transportation, and it's something I do now, um, and times when I got on the bike to train, cycling has never needed to be anything other than fun. Um, And even in transportation and efforts so hard I wanted to quit, um, sometimes cycling itself, cycling was still an awful lot of fun. What I find remarkable today uh, as regards my life and my intersection point with cycling is that when I refer to cycling, I'm not really referring to any one thing anymore. Um, it seems like I am, but cycling has taken a great many forms in my life. When I was a kid, you know, we chased each other around in our, on our neighborhood sidewalks. Um, when I joined my very first group rides on the road, we rolled aimlessly and really didn't worry about our pace. You know, we didn't know that that was a thing. Um, then I met people who tore into the same course every Saturday, seeing how far they could push themselves uh, and their friends. Um, and I've found Nirvana winding through narrow trails on a bike of a completely different sort. I've played on pump tracks with a BMX bike, raced on road, off the road, on gravel, through mud bogs, cyclocross courses, rain, snow, heat enough to burn the devil. That's not really the point. Um, You know, there's always a bicycle for whatever terrain there is. What I'm talking about, the the terrain I'm referring to is much more internal uh, or perhaps entirely internal. You know, cycling was one of the first ways I found to expand the energy of pure youth Uh, Through cycling, I discovered a way to explore what strength I had. Um, And then it taught me how to grow stronger. Talk about a surprise. In grad school, long rides after my classes ground me into a pliable vessel. I can attest. Uh, (laughs) The way cycling wore me out actually allowed me to read tomes no one chooses for recreation. Uh, Harold Bloom, I'm looking at you. Uh, uh, there were the rides that got me through breakups. Um, have we ever heard anyone say that cycling can mend a broken heart? Hmm. I don't think so. No one so. said that to me. Yeah. I, and I don't, I've never said it, but you know, of all the things we say about cycling. Yeah. I've never heard that. And yet I've never turned to anything with more ferocity, never leaned into anything so hard to solve the pain of a lost love. And I've lost more than a few. Mm. Um, to this day, there are stretches of road and trail that when I roll past or through, I can recall the pain of those breakups and me trying to reconcile the gulf between my desire and reality, my need to be understood and my understanding. 
how they saw me and how I saw myself. Um, you know, and then there's the fact that, uh, for every time I couldn't bring myself to get on the bike, there was a time when I was just smart enough and I did roll some miles, um, you know, to the, to what degree those rides kept me spinning above the pit of depression. I don't know. Um, I don't want to know. Uh, I Mm. stayed above the pit. Um, and you know, but coming back to that sense of fun, you know, dear Buddha, let me not gloss over the many times I allowed the tug of gravity to pull me straight into an oblivion of flow, a place so devoid of past and future that all I could experience was the moment itself, you know, and in as much as I value those moments, I place just as high a premium on the afterglow, that blissed out smile that pulled my cheeks taut when I finally put a put, put a foot down. Um, what is it that feeds, you know, in, in one way it feeds nothing other than itself, but in another it feeds my soul, bringing me a love for this life exceeded only by my love for my kids and my partner's embrace. How's that? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a person who might be short on what many people think of as conventional faith. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I retain a pretty strong faith that no matter what, the bike helps. Even when I don't want to ride it, even when I don't want to ride it, I know that riding it will help. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and yes, it's a means to a bunch of different ends. Uh, and maybe sometimes you're not even aware of which end you need it to to be the means to. Well, part of what we're talking about here is, you know, you may think you're doing this one, but it's always feeding this other one. No matter what yeah. we're doing, it is always feeding us, um, feeding our soul in, in some way. Uh, yeah. we, we, it's like we can't carve that out away from it. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. I have certainly ridden a lot of miles that were um, aiming to to achieve something that wasn't on the menu. (laughs) Which doesn't mean that I didn't get fed. Mm -hmm. It just means that I didn't get what I thought I was out there for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Whether that was to go a certain speed or to get a certain place or to get a certain place faster or I don't know what. There's so many things you get on the bike and you think you think you're going to get or do or accomplish. And they're not always there, but that the time is not wasted nonetheless. And the faith, my faith is not diminished. Yeah. You know, I'm suddenly reminded of uh, an aphorism, a little uh, nugget of wisdom that is given to people who undertake uh, counseling coupled with psychedelics. And they say, you know, when you go in, you may not get what you wanted, but you'll get what you needed. Hmm. And I can attest that that is 100% correct. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think, you know, there's something elemental about, about cycling, about riding bikes. There's something elemental there. Um, and I think your point at the beginning about the bike not caring whether you rode it or not and it being sort of a guiltless thing, you know, uh, back to my pull about, you know, the these exercises you can do to improve your riding, improve yourself, improve your strength, diminish, you know, th- those aren't things that necessarily feed you in the same way cycling does. They are not intrinsically pleasing yep. the way cycling is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they're harder to accomplish. I get, I get that, but, um, but yeah, I think what we're saying is the, the riding a bike is intrinsically good. Yeah. We were having a, uh, an exchange yesterday morning on Slack and there came a point where you asked, have you gotten on the bike yet? Right. And you know, it's, it's you and it's me and you didn't have to say anything more than that. <laughs> it, yes. Have you ridden yet is, uh, it's a capsule of advice in mm-hmm. a question, which the other person understands, you know, a yeah. priori. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit of a time machine. That one question contained this entire conversation and we knew that yes (laughs) yes you you had come to me uh we were yes we were slacking and you said uh that you were feeling some sadness about a past memory and yes have you ridden have you ridden yet (laughs) (laughs) yep yep yeah um which is similar to my wife saying hey have you eaten (laughs) (laughs) oops yeah 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 um Alrighty, well, let's push on to paceline picks. Sure. So, following on from my poll, I'm gonna I'm picking Lee McCormick's Lee likes bikes. Uh, it's his channel on YouTube. Uh, here's what to know in advance: Lee is a weirdo, which I say <laughs> He's with one of deep. Us. Re- yes, I say it with deep respect. If, but I, there's no pejorative in me calling him a weirdo. Uh, he's all the way himself, which I love. Uh, if you go to his website, for example, he puts his poetry alongside his various mountain bike content. His YouTube channel is full of mountain bike skills videos, and I love the way he breaks things down, not only with the skill itself, i.e. what you're doing with the bike, but also what you're doing with your body and why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude is just thoughtful, and I find his stuff more engaging and approachable than so many of the still very good how-to videos from the big media outfits or, you know, it's a thing for current top pros to be putting out, like, how to jump your mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with those guys, I sort of suspect you don't really understand where I'm coming from. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe I also appreciate that he's a little older than I am, just a little, uh, and still an absolute beast on the bike. Uh, so anyway... Check it out if bike skills, fitness, and sort of the nature of mortality are interesting to you. Uh, I would love to hear what people think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to check him out myself. Uh, I was heretofore unfamiliar with him. Yes, I would call him a mad scientist of mountain biking. Oh, I'm in. Yes. That, 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 that's all you needed to say to me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Marketing guy, I know. <laughs> ah, well, it's very much fall here now. Um, and yesterday it rained, uh, which was a lovely thing. Uh, when we were talking about my previous sadness, we are now in the midst of the sixth anniversary of uh, the Tubbs and Nuns fires here, which uh, it weighs on people. And having having it rain yesterday was uh a gift um but uh we've had a couple of days of rain lately and uh so um i've had the occasion to pull out the sportful fiandre light no rain jacket so this is a long sleeve piece that is full zip and very lightweight um there's no insulation in it but it features a water resistant fabric in the front and on the, uh, the tops of the sleeves um, and a much more breathable fabric in back and on the undersides of the sleeves. Uh, you know, this is a piece that's aimed at road riders, but I've used it lots in both gravel riding and mountain biking. Uh, this is a piece uh, I like generally with a sleeveless base layer in misty to light rain conditions from about 58 degrees up into the high 60s. Um, I can wear it in cooler temperature temperatures with more of a base layer. Mm. Um, and it's got just enough room to get a long sleeve base layer under it, provided it's not too thick. Um, this is a slim cut piece uh, and sportful stuff, it needs to be said, tends to run on the smaller side. Um, they do Euro sizing. So, in American apparel, I'm usually a small jersey, and with Sportful, I'm generally a medium. But I should also confess that I'm in the mid-160s currently, which is higher than my usual target weight. And so if I were buying one today, I might actually go with the large. Interesting. I'm also in the mid-160s. Uh, which is higher than my usual target weight. I'd really love to hear you articulate it like that, but I'm interrupting. Go on. Uh, it comes in six sizes, uh, extra small to 3XL, um, and it also comes in six colors. Uh, they make this in both men's and women's cuts. Uh, there's also a short sleeve version, but I'm going to leave that alone for some other time. Um, it, to me, it's like the ideal South Florida piece. Um, mm. this piece is one weakness, uh, shows if it's really wet and there's no rear fender, um, mm. the lack of water resistance in the back, um, can result in some surprises. Sure. Uh, it, it, it does not stop rooster tails. Got it. Yeah. But that's a trade-off, right? It's a trade-off between breathability and. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, there are other things that, you know, you would maybe turn to in a heavier rain situation. Um, sure. Yesterday was exactly the right sort of day for this, where it was misty to drizzly. Um, and so most of what I was catching was, you know, from my forward movement. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I, you know, Comfort's the name of the game, right? This if is... you say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't sell it too hard. Uh, <laughs> you know, for for those days where it's like, oh, there's no reason not to go out, but you might not go out because you just don't want to deal with the rain. 
this mm. is uh, this is the the perfect solution to those come on you can ride in this right yeah yeah right. dynamite piece i just love it three pockets in back i didn't mention that yeah uh the jacket goes for 180 uh for both men's and women's cuts um i was sent mine for review uh a couple of years ago and i've been wearing it uh whenever the uh, opportunity presents yes yeah i mean we we have some sportful uh kit Mm -hmm. uh cycling independent kit that we got from them when we started the site up uh and it is nice yeah i love their stuff um i would love to see them uh better distributed around here they do Mm. a really really good job um their fiandre no rain uh, uh thermal bib may be my favorite thermal bib on the market these days Mm. yeah uh that's a different review (laughs) thermal bib battle royale stay tuned everyone i i am the man for it boy yeah uh alrighty, that's a wrap on another episode of the pace line um hey everybody um sorry about all the noise that there's been through the episode uh from sirens to garages and chainsaws i don't know i don't think we can actually drown it all out we're living in the real world yes uh, so we'd love to hear your thoughts about anything we talked about today uh, in the comments at the Cycling Independent. And while there, hey, consider subscribing or leave a tip. Uh, your dollars go directly to our contributors. Um, and we do need your help to keep doing what we do. Uh, yes. Yes. We need your help. Yeah. Uh, and hey, as always, thank you so much for being our audience. Yes. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with John Lewis. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.